the Fade the Noise podcast with Brad Evans and Nate Lundy. Place your bets. Brad the Big Noise Evans here, joined by the good sir, Nathaniel Lundy. This is the Fade the Noise podcast. And the Final Four is set, and it's a battle of the Blue Bloods, as we've been talking about already this week. Uh, Got to go down there in New Orleans, as that is going to be the epicenter of the college sports universe. So we got Duke, North Carolina. We got Kansas. We got Villanova. And uh, right now, Lundy, you know, coursing through and parsing uh, in, in between all the various lines that are available at the legal sports books, I stumbled across uh, an interesting futures bet. And uh, usually you see these during the NFL season, uh, like uh, which player will have the most pass yards, which player will have the most rush yards any given Sunday. Well, it's the same logic, but applied to the pair of Final Four games. What player in the Final Four matchups will score the most points? And I'm going to sack my chips on other than North Carolina's Brady Manic at plus 750 again at FanDuel Sportsbook. Uh, Manic absolutely torched the Duke Blue Devils in the two prior matchups. And remember, the first one in Chapel Hill, uh, it was a smackdown issued by Duke. And then, of course, North Carolina uh, returned the favor inside Cameron Indoor in that final act of Coach K's coaching career in Durham. Uh, And in both of those contests, he went for 21 and he went for 20. So uh, I know that, you know, Armando Baycott, he had 23 in that second game. You know that Paolo Boncaro is going to be a threat to drop anywhere between 20 and 25 points, uh, which he did in the first matchup between the two teams. Uh, and Boncaro right now is the odds-on favor uh, at 5-1. to one. He is the favorite to score the most points on Saturday. But I think Manic at plus 750 is right there in that conversation, given the fact that Duke – has got a lot of inadequacies in three-point percentage defense. They're giving up over 37% from distance here in this NCAA tournament. And on top of that, too, Manic uh, had 11 combined threes in those two prior matchups against him. And on the season, is shooting right around 40% from distance. So give me the bearded wonder, the Red Baron, the Justin Turner doppelganger uh, to set the pace in points at plus 750 again at Fandle. What are your thoughts on that one, my man? Well, what do you think is going to be the threshold? That's what I would say. Like, what's the what's the, the point total that we think is going to be the highest? Is it 25? Is it 28? Uh, yeah, if you could guarantee me 25, I feel very good about that. It could be 23, but it's got to happen, I believe, in this Duke at Carolina game. I mean, you've got an 18-point difference in total projected right now at the sports books out there. I mean, it's in uh, like 151 and a half it is up to, and it should be a track meet unlike the Villanova-Kansas game because you and I discussed this. The only way that Villanova can compete in that game is to keep it below 60 total possessions, so they're going to bleed shot clock pretty much start to finish. Yeah, I mean, and, and I think that's what makes this so interesting is because it's like I like this bet, and I love the idea of pulling it from the UNC-Duke game, and then there's also part of me that goes, what happens if – the first game of the night goes completely sideways and Villanova and Kansas all of a sudden like Kansas has had good defense so far through the tournament. Somewhat surprising, I guess you could say, um, has had good defense so far. What if all of a sudden, you know, shit just gets loose uh, and these two teams start shooting? <laughs> that, um, I, there's if that happens. There is no way that Villanova can compete and win. That's Not without what, Justin. That's Moore what I floor. think. 
That's what I think. Now, you know, so I think you if you're going to play this bet, and I know that a lot of the folks that are listening are in jurisdictions where you can't do this or you can't bet on the individual college players, et cetera. Um, you know, and so it is what it is. And, and you know, it sucks. But, you know, I, I it's just what we have to deal with sometimes as sports bettors. I think you're more than likely going to find it in that game. But what made me sort of scratch my head a little bit is what happens if this turns into like what if the version of Ochai Obaji that we have expected yeah. Uh, shows up. Um, you could have a low-scoring game that could just be dominated by Obaji. Um, and, and so that's why I wonder. I, I think Manic is probably the best opportunity who you just brought up. Well, it's going to be him or Baycott. Baycott's 8-1. to one. Well, and if Manic can keep his temper under control, uh, <laughs> you talked about the Red Baron there. Uh, you know, I've met a lot of angry redheads in my life. Um, and But I think the uh, I think the high score is going to come from that game. I think that's where you got to find the odds if it's something that you can bet on. I would agree. But then I just throw out there, like, what happens if all of a sudden, you know, boom, there is a player, and it would probably be Abaji that would do it, that all of a sudden just has one of those dominant performances that we know he's capable of doing. It's the reason he was in the discussion preseason when it came to Naismith. Uh, he's in the discussion for most outstanding player of the tournament, etc. Well, if you want that action, it's plus 950 on Ochai uh, to get there. So just something to keep in mind. Colin Gillespie is another guy you know, that could catch yes. fire, and his usage is going to be through the roof, and he's 11-1. Still, again, you look at the totals, uh, it's 151 at DraftKings right now in that Carolina Duke game, and it's 132.5 in Kansas, Philadelphia. Chances are it's going to be in that tobacco road tussle uh, between the Blue Devils and the Tar Heels. And, and again, for me, I'm tucking on the beard of Brady Manic, baby, a plus 750. With that, on this Taco Tuesday edition, let's get to it with another spicy Fade 5. Number five. All right, Lundy, let's drop the puck and make some bucks in the National Hockey League. How did we fare last night? And what do you got for me this evening, my man? Well, we thought the Washington Capitals, uh, you know, home, dog, you know, they'd beaten Carolina three times this year. We were feeling, <laughs> yeah, no, they lost six to one. Uh, so we weren't feeling very good about that in the uh, featured picks. In bonus time, though, I did say take Edmonton uh, and lay it on the puck line at minus one and a half. Hell, Brad, you could have done minus four and a half. They smoked the Coyotes nice. uh, last night uh, at home, six to one. So uh, as we look for our picks tonight, uh, I'm going to start things off with a nice, simple total in this one we're going to go to nashville that's where the ottawa senators will be uh to take on the preds and i like the over in this one uh i saw it at five and a half at first it's now at six um i think scoring is going to be a plenty in this particular game uh so snag this total while you can it might even creep up to six and a half by the time they do the puck drop in some of these matchups here late in the season especially with teams that are on their way to the playoffs we've seen things tighten up just a little bit a little bit more defensive effort i don't think we're going to see that tonight i think we're going to see a lot of goals there uh, not too far from South Broadway, uh, where the uh, where well, you know, if you've ever gotten thrown out of a bar uh, in Nashville, uh, that's probably where it happened. I'm not speaking from experience or anything. I'm just throwing that out there that uh, you know, down there on South Broadway uh, in Nashville, that's where you can find yourself in a heck of a lot of trouble. Now party on down, score a ton of goals, and let's hit that over. Number four. All right, let's go to the National Basketball Association. I had a hell of a night in the NBA, which is a rarity for me. I actually hit on a three-legger on a Moneyline parlay. I missed uh, only one of five player props. Like, uh, extraordinarily profitable night, which means 
I'm going to go ice cold this evening. So take oh, this. Oh, hell take yeah. Take this with a giant grain. No, the entire salt mine. That's what you need to take this with. But let's go ahead and get to it. And let's go with the three-headed name of Dorian Finney-Smith. And I'm going to take the over of five and a half rebounds for the Maverick against the L.A. Lakers at a, ooh, let's get seduced by the juice, cool plus 120 at DraftKings Sportsbook. Uh, No LeBron, no AD. Uh, That much we know about the L.A. Lakers who are fading and fading fast. And you look at uh, Finney Smith. Uh, He's been over this in a pair of matchups against the Lake Show this season. He had nine rebounds against them on March 1st and duplicated it. Nine rebounds against them on December 15th. The Lakers have allowed the seventh most rebounds per game to opponents in the month of March. And I know Finney Smith has only been over this five of his last 13 games and is averaging a mere five flat rebounds per game in the month of March. But again, given the prior success, uh, given the fact that that front core is extraordinarily thin, and two, that the Lakers have been accommodating, if you will, to guys crashing the glass at plus 120. This is ooh, so irresistible on that over for Finney Smith. Five and a half boards against the Lake Show. Lundy, fade or follow. Brad's on a hot streak, y'all. We're streaking. Ride this. You gotta you, you, look. This is hey. Sometimes we we uh, we tail on player props when somebody's hot. Hey, Brad, <laughs> if you've had, I, I mean, I know it's been a while since you've actually had a streak. Like you have like a really Ugh. good day and then just you know. Yeah. But I'm I'm calling it. I'm saying you're going on a hot streak. And I think some of it uh, it could be because it's uh, maybe maybe I've got uh, some positive mojo going your way via audio osmosis, Brad, because mm. I have now hit three straight same game parlays on the Nuggets. Oh, look at um, you, fancy so, pants. Uh, when they get back to action, uh, a little uh, sneak preview for you, a little tease, as we call it in the business. I'm going to make sure that I've got my same game parlay on tomorrow's pod to see if we can make it four in a row when the Nuggets get back in action tomorrow night. But uh, I I think maybe I'm having a little positive effect on you, so I'm thinking we're going to take these plus odds and we're going to run with it. Smash the glass, Finney Smith. Number three. All right, let's get back after it with another NBA play. Uh, we nailed it with the Memphis Grizzlies yesterday on the first half line with ease. Uh, whether you got it at six, six and a half, seven, it didn't matter. I think they were up by like 25 at halftime. Uh, and I'm going to go back to the first half well here. And I'm going to play a little smooth jazz with Utah. And I'm going to lay the minus 0.5. So hopefully it won't be a damn tie in their first half line against the Clippers in Los Angeles. Just minus 105 on that at FanDuel Sportsbook. Uh, I understand that Rudy Gobert is questionable with the leg. I understand that Bojan Bogdanovic is also questionable with the calf, but he's still got the Spider-Man. And Utah, in the month of March, in terms of net efficiency in the first half, they are number eight in that standing in the NBA and number six in first half adjusted offensive efficiency, netting 1.209 points per possession. You look at the clip, meanwhile, dead last in the month of March and net first half efficiency in the NBA uh, and over that span, 0.983 points per possession scored while giving up uh, just 1.201 points per possession that is a recipe for disaster and that's why the Clippers have been lousy over the first frame so with or without Gobert uh I think Utah gets it done will have a lead at halftime 
in the City of Angels and score us a cover. So fade or follow the Utah Jazz minus 0.5 points on the first half line in LA against the Clippers minus 105 at FanDuel Sportsbook. I always have trust issues with the Jazz on the road because uh, they're so much better <laughs> in Salt Lake yes. City than they are on the road, especially if you look over the last uh, few seasons, obviously remove the bubble from that. But Utah has always been spectacular at home and then just struggled on the road. So I do I, – I, 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 I have trust issues with this one ever so slightly, but – I really have trust issues right now with the Clippers. So I'm going to – this is like a lesser of two evils for me. I like Utah to have the lead, the first-half efficiency that you talked about. We already hit a first-half bet yesterday, although we missed on my bonus time pick, which was for uh, Memphis to score in the first quarter. That that did not happen the way that they, it has happened historically. But that said, uh, these first-half bets, especially for these teams that come out of the gate on fire, have been solid. I like this one. Take the Jazz on the road in the first half. Oh, yeah. Put on a little Kenny G, baby, and hopefully we'll make – some G's in the end here with the Utah Jazz. Stay tuned for my top picks of the day in the National Invitational Tournament Plus bonus time in the NHL and the NBA. Number two. All right, let's go to the Big Apple. Let's take a bite out of the books here. And uh, one of the first matchups on the college basketball slate. Well, hell, there's only two games. Tonight, we got uh, Texas A&M and Washington State uh, playing inside the Gadden. And we got St. Bonaventure, the Bonnies, taking on Xavier. That is your final four in the NIT. Let's focus uh, on that Aggies and Cougs matchup. And I like A&M on the money line here, Lundy. Um, you know, you could lay the point and a half. I, I think this is going to be nip and tuck. I'm worried about, yar, Captain Hook maybe screwing us here with a one-point victory for A&M. So as a result, I'm going to uh, eliminate that risk, and I'm just going to take him straight up at minus 130, a little juicy, uh, but we'll suck down the vitamin C there at DraftKings Sportsbook. Uh, you look at A&M, uh, and this is a team that has really played phenomenally defensively in the month of March, giving up just 0.877 points per possession. It's number 16 in college basketball, forcing an opponent turnover on 22% of their possessions while giving up just 27.8% along the arc. Uh, Wazoo, number 216 this month, an effective field goal percentage offense. And I think the biggest key, again, is that three-point percentage D. 44% of Washington State's shots have come from three-point land. So, Knowing that AM can get out there and stretch and defend and pressure, they will challenge and contest a lot of those outside jumpers. And unless uh, you know Washington State's hitting some of those you know high degree of difficulty shots with consistency, I think AM will cruise to a victory, though this one I think will come down to the waning moment. So Lundy, fade or follow, gig'em with Texas AM Buzz Williams' bunch. On the money line against Washington State, minus 130 at DraftKings. I will go with it because this was the squad that I thought belonged in the tournament after what they did in the SEC tournament. So I, I'm going to continue to roll with, uh, with A&M. Uh, we will go with uh, Texas Von Miller U. Uh, as is sometimes pointed out. Um, so, I, yeah, I, I really I like this one a lot. I think this should be a great game. I will say that. I think that when you get down to the – sometimes I wonder in the NIT how much teams care about it, but by the time you make it down to where you're in the final eight, then oh, you they get to care. the final four, where they you're care. at MSG, then you care. 
Um, I, I think these guys really do care, especially if you're trying to prove something about the fact that you didn't make the tournament. And I think A&M is doing that. Washington State was on its way to the to you know a, a secondary tournament no matter what. But A&M was on the bubble there uh, with an opportunity to actually be in the big dance, didn't make it. So part of me thinks that they got a little bit more to prove uh, with this one. So yeah, I'm going to roll with the Aggies. Go with the fighting Ryan Tannehill's and back. Texas A&M. Number one. All right, let's uh, go ahead and cap it off with the other NIT matchup. And I like the under in the St. Bonaventure and Xavier game. And that is set right now 140 and a half at BetMGM. And that is a full point higher at that book compared to every other book in the legal sports market. So if uh, you are looking to slide with that under at minus 110, you better do so at BetMGM. Uh, why am I leaning under in this one? If we look at Xavier in the last six contests, number 63 in college basketball, an effective field goal percentage D that's quite decent. And Bonaventure has really ramped up their efforts, challenging shots, giving up just 0.943 points per possession in the month of March. Now, Xavier does have an interior advantage but remember they're down Paul Scruggs uh what are their leading scores on this team he is out due to injury and I believe too that the Bonnies will control tempo in this one Xavier likes to run uh St. Bonaventure the antithesis of that number 218 in adjusted tempo in the month of March and Xavier too uh just really struggling from outside Lundy shooting under 30 percent here this month from distance. So given those outside issues and inconsistencies, given the fact they have no scrugs on the floor, and given the fact, too, that both these teams are defensive focused, and if the Bonnies can control the pace, I don't see this one getting anywhere close to 141. So again, give me the under. Same Bonaventure and the Muskies, 140 and a half, minus 110 at MGM. Fade or follow. I like the under in this one. I want to know how you feel about the first half, though. First half line total is 65 and a half. Do you think they also start slow? Yes. Okay. So I think you could double down on this game then. I think you could take the under in the first half, and then I think you could also take the under. But as Brad said, make sure you shop it around uh, because that extra point comes in handy. Comes in handy. It's just like the NFL. That extra point comes in handy. You might need it. Uh, so make sure you are shopping around and paying attention. But I do like I like the um, under on the game total. But then digging into this this morning before we got ready to record, I was trying to see, OK, where are we at on the first half? Sixty five and a half is where it sits. I could see them starting slow as well. So I like that. And Brad, out of these four, who do you like to actually win the NIT? I've got the numbers in front of me. Uh, Texas A&M. And I do have a little uh, bonus time action on this game as well. But what is A&M to, to win the whole enchilada? plus 200 so a nice yeah, simple two to one, two to one. so yep. not not huge numbers a&m's at two to one saint bonaventure is at two and a half to one wazoo at 2.6 and xavier at a plus 340 yeah they're, so they're I just, all... i just was curious. i figured it would be the aggies and that's not bad at two to one when you're down to the final four yeah i know definitely and i you know look i i think it's going to be a&m and uh another team which i'm going to mention here momentarily because it is bonus time lundy what else you got for me again on this taco tuesday uh, let's have some fun with it. We're going to get a little bit creative. Let's start off with a two-legger for regulation. So both of these teams just have to win in regulation in the NHL tonight. I will take the Florida Panthers. They are at home taking on the lowly Montreal Canadiens. And then let me add in there another home team. That's the Minnesota Wild. If both of those teams win in regulation, it pays out at a plus 133. If you want to get really crazy with the Cheese Whiz, you can add Dallas in regulation as well. They 
they are on the road against the wingless Anaheim Ducks. Uh, if you put all three of those together, you get to a plus 336. So the first two legs I really like. If you want to add in one more for like a half unit on a nice uh, payday at plus 336, put Dallas in there as well. Then, oh, yes, it's an NHL player prop parlay Ooh. for you. Roman Yossi to have a point for Nashville. Dude's on a 13-game streak. In the month of March, he has 28 points in 13 games. That is unreal right now. But because of that, he's juiced to the moon, so we need to add in another one. So I'll take another guy that has done pretty well, and that is Evgeny Malkin of the Pittsburgh Penguins put both of those together, each of them just to have a point. So either a goal or an assist that pays a plus 120. All right. Uh, let me give you the other team that I am pairing with Texas A&M on a two leg money line parlay. It's the Bonnies. Uh, and I know it's overly chalky. Both teams are laid a point and a half on the standard line. But again, without Scruggs, uh, with the coaching vacancy and Sean Miller is going to be filling that for next season. This is where the Muskies a uh, run comes to an end. Uh, St. Bonaventure, by the way, burning the Nets. Last three games shooting 42.6% from distance. So Welch, Holmes, Lofton, they will be key cogs in getting Bonaventure in the title game in the NIT. So uh, Texas A&M, St. Bonaventure, two-leg money line parlay, plus 218. Slap that together at DraftKings Sportsbook. Elsewhere, let's go back to the NBA, shall we? Give me the under on Giannis, point Five made threes in the marquee matchup tonight on the road in Philadelphia. That's plus 185 for him not to hit a three at DraftKings. Uh, he has done this, not hitting a three in a game in five of his last ten. And this month, uh, he's only averaging 0.8 three-pointers made per contest, and he's only shooting 29.6% from distance. He was over 2 in the prior matchup against Philly back in November. Uh, but the 76ers have given up 37.2% in their last 14 games. That's middle of the pack in the NBA. But I'm going to gamble here that Giannis on maybe like an attempt or two does not splash one through the cylinder along the arc. Uh, I also like the under on Sadiq Bay, 18.5 points in Brooklyn against the Nets, just minus 105 on that one also at DraftKings. I still think there's some great line value here. Uh, recency bias playing a role. Remember, he dropped 51 on Orlando uh, just a couple of weeks ago, and I think this total is inflated as a result of that. You look at his last three games, he's been under this with ease, and over those last three contests, shooting just five for his last 23 from way downtown. He's averaging under this in the month of March, 17.9 points per game. And in all three matchups, Lundy, against the Nets, Four, 12, and nine points in each of those. So uh, didn't get anywhere close to this 18-and-a-half line. And Brooklyn, two, number five in the NBA in the month of March, and net efficiency rating. And there you have it. That is a wrap on this edition of the Fade the Noise podcast. Please follow Lundy on Twitter at Nate Lundy. Follow me there at Noisy Juevos. Uh, drop us a rating and review if you enjoy this podcast. And as always, until next time, Fade or follow that is up to you feed the noise